Hello, welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Be sure to like the Facebook page, comment on the Facebook page, do all that stuff that you don't ever do. Uh, share all the stuff. Uh, with me today is Ryan McCumber. This is kind of a treat because we've not had you on since we rebranded. So, uh, Ryan, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Tyler. Glad to be back. Yeah, so uh, we're going to jump. We're going to talk NFL draft and uh, where guys landed, uh, how they fit, uh, the UDFAs and all that type of stuff, which is going to be a little difficult. I'll explain. Let's talk about basketball first really quick. Uh, Julius Marble, Texas A&M. No shock, really, closer to his family after his dad uh, died last year. And then uh, Max Christie did not entered the transfer portal, which we kind of talked about in passing. You know, we didn't really want to address rumors, but it's starting to get out there now that he was considering leaving Michigan State one way or the other. Uh, now, one way or the other, I mean, he's going to be in the NBA or he's going to be in East Lansing. So, uh, really quick, your thoughts on those, and then we'll dive into football. Yeah, so Julius Marble, I figured, like you said, he'd move closer to home. Uh, didn't really surprise me. See, I wasn't when Marble left, I wasn't like I wasn't shocked, and I also wasn't like really that upset about it because while I like Julius Marble as like a fifteen minute a game type piece, and obviously I'm assuming they go get a center in the portal, which honestly at this point I don't really know if they're gonna do, which is kind of scary. Um, I defensively he has his issues. Um, you saw it a few times. That's putting it nicely. Um, you saw it in the Duke game. You saw it throughout the season. Um, I like the guy. I think he's a good off the bench, can get you some scoring. But I, he's not a guy I think that can play like 25, 30 minutes a game if you want to win big. Um, but I think that he'll do pretty well at Texas A&M. I think he's a guy that can make an impact there. So good for him. I hope he does well. And uh, Max Christie, I still think he's going to enter the draft. I think that's kind of where he's leaning just based on what I've read and heard. Um, so, but at least he's not. So I'm not that surprised that uh, Max Christie didn't elect to transfer, but I'm still expecting him to enter the portal. Um, I'm sorry. Expecting him to enter the draft. Good Lord. Uh Everything I've read and heard makes it just seem like he's heading in that direction. Um, I I don't think it's the greatest idea in the world for him to go pro. Because, uh, I mean, clearly he felt the grind of a of college compared to high school. And it was a bit like later in the year, you could tell it uh, was wearing on him. So I guess we'll see what happens. I, I I'm. I'm hoping that they can convince him to come back because, I mean, he's not ready to go to the NBA. Um, he has a lot of things to work on. I think he could have a huge sophomore season if he came back, but he's just not there yet. I think that he could have, like, a Gary Harris type probably second season if he came back. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I'll, I'll just give you a synopsis, kind of like a summary of what I've been saying about it. Duke couldn't handle a 32-game season. You expect him to handle an 82-game season. Right. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. You've you got to get another year in. you got to get that conditioning in. You, know, you can't just – you're not just that much more talented than everybody else right now. And so you got to you got to work on that. Uh, let's talk about another guy that's transferring, though. Uh, 
Favaris Crouch is leaving East Lansing after a year stint. Um, you know, one really massive, awesome play on a bobbled punt in the U of M game. But other than that, man, I, I call them the human joystick. And it's not like a Barry Sanders kind of Walker type human joystick thing. It was something where every time the pass was caught by his man who he was guarding, who he was covering, whether it be in the flat, slanting over the middle, whatever it may be, he glitched and he all of a sudden ended up another yard behind the guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm in agreement with you. I, I, he is uber talented. Um, really just too bad that it didn't work out because I think he can be – he has NFL talent. He really does. He has, this, he has the build for it. Um, but he, he just, could be a great Sam linebacker in a 4-3. Oh, absolutely. He, he would have fit well, really well in the Antonio system. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I – I, would, I thought it would happen earlier. Just if, if you have if you have subscription to any premium message board, you knew what was going on with him in like November. There was a reason he was not playing. And it wasn't they were definitely saying he was hurt and he wasn't hurt. So um I I, I mean it's telling when a guy has already used his one uh one time transfer and he's that talented and he's transferring somebody else, he's gonna have to sit a year. So yeah. I mean I probably really need to know about that. And we'll see where he ends up. But I just – I mean, it was pretty telling when they got Jacoby Winman, They got Aaron Brule. That something was going on with him. I mean, if you didn't know by then, and you weren't reading the tea leaves, then I don't know what to tell you. But this was not a surprising move. Yeah, and then you throw in the fact, uh, you know, my favorite, obviously, for the other starting job is Darius Snow moving over to linebacker. And that's going to – uh, make things a little more difficult to see some time as well. Um, and I mean, mostly because of the versatility of snow, he pretty much play like, I don't know, six positions on the field. So they're running. I mean, if Crouch would have came back, they're running six guys in a two man rotation. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not going to work. So many spots. Right. Yeah. You know, for a fact, Halliday gets one of them. So, and, I mean, like, I, I feel pretty comfortable enough to say, you know for a fact Darius Snow is going to get together. And if it's something even where they just have him in, like, uh, have him play that nickelback spot, and then you bring – then you can push him over to the linebacker spot on third down just to more or less give you a, an additional secondary piece, an additional defensive backfield type player, I think that's something that – uh we're going to see a lot of, and I think that's why they're moving in now is just give them that experience before the season starts. So, I mean, that that's how I see it. You know, maybe you start Winman and then Snow at nickel, and then you slide it, you slide him over on, you know, the third and long situations, and you can still have Justin White out there at the same time. And I think that's something that, uh, you know, that's how I project the usage. That doesn't mean it's going to happen, but uh, I could definitely see it like that. So I this mean, is – Sorry, go one, on. one more thing. Uh, I would if Mel runs some three linebacker sets, I wouldn't be that shocked because he has a lot of talent there. I yeah. mean, you've got like five guys that can play in a lot of schools, and I don't think Aaron Brule came to Michigan State just sat on the bench the entire time. So I think he's going to get some PT too. And I don't think you're going to be able to do a lot of that if you just run two linebackers all the time. I think you're going to see three three of those guys on the field sometimes. So just yeah, something and- to think about. 
if you'll have to against teams like Wisconsin because we sat there two years ago and just watched Iowa just run it, run it. I think that, that uh, yeah, I think you're right. That is going to be something that uh, we see a little bit more of. Okay, so this is how we're going to do this because we don't have a lot of time left. Uh, we're going to go over the late round picks and the undrafted free agent signings. If there's something you want to add, go ahead. We'll do that. But it, it's it's hard to project. Oh, what's this guy's role going to be? Because you don't know in what type of regard they hold a fifth defensive end on the roster. You know what I mean? Right. And so we'll we'll try to break this down. One name that I'm surprised that we're not going to be covering is Drew Beasley. I feel like injuries kind of derailed his career, but you throw in the hard work, you throw in the knowledge, you throw in the fact that he is a very underrated, talented football player. I'm shocked that he's not on a he's not on a roster right. I now. thought somebody would pick him up too. I'm really surprised you didn't get. I'm surprised you didn't get a year. I thought call someone. Yet. I take take away the injuries. I thought somebody would pick him up before Panashuk. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far, but I thought he'd at least get somebody to pick him up. I, I mean, yeah. that's just that just I, seems I, a little I, bit I, ridiculous to me. Yeah, I, I think there was a little more versatility there, but all right. So let's break this down. Uh, just recently, Anthony Russo is with Carolina, which to me is a poor man Sam Darnold. So you know what you're going to get out of that. <laughs> um, you know, a perfect fit in Carolina, uh, even though Sam Darnold's not considered a perfect fit in Carolina right now. Um, you have, uh, you know, we talked about Jacob Panashuk. He is with the Washington Red Commander them. football I'm still, team. I'm still calling them the football team. They're the football team. Yeah. The commanders ain't a thing. Matt Coughlin with Chicago. A.J. Arcuri with the Rams. Kevin Jarvis with the Lions. AJ Arcuri drafted, by the way. Uh, I was shocked by that. I did not think that was going to happen. That was very surprising to me. Yeah, I was I was stunned by the AJ Arcuri thing, especially to the Rams. He's with Brian Allen on that team. Uh, Jacob Panachu, you know, with that high energy, high motor guy, kind of a. No, I already said the poor man reference. I'm going to use it again. A poor man's Kenny Willekes. Different build, obviously. But he led the nation in pressures last year. It doesn't hurt to add that type of a talent. I could see him uh, sneaking onto the roster. Um, but that being said, let, you know, it's hard to project these types of guys because you don't know, oh, well, we really like our fifth defensive end. Ponishuk's just going to be a practice squad guy or something like that. So we want that Come- energy. Complete, complete crapshoot with these guys. I mean, you just yeah. don't know. I, I the, the only guy that I'm pretty sure is not going to make a roster is Russo. Uh, I'll say Coglin. <laughs> just, oh, yeah, just. Coughlin. Because... So, I forgot. I forgot he got picked up by the Bears. Yes, Coglin's not going to make a roster either. No, no. This, this is an interesting one. This is one that I uh, just forgot to mention. Is Kevin Jarvis to the Detroit Lions? Now, here's the thing: the Detroit Lions have one of the best five offensive lines of football. That being said, the depth sucks. Kevin Jarvis can play four positions on that line. Now, I don't think he was that good as a tackle. I, I don't. When he was no. at Michigan State, I don't, I don't think he was that good as a tackle. That's not his natural position. But as a guard, he was All-American level. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, he did play it due to the injuries at tackle that Michigan State's kind of sustained over the last few years. But that said, I think with how weak the depth is in Detroit, with how uh, 
versatile he is in regard to he can play four positions. Dude, I I think it's a good pickup, and I think he might have a puncher's chance. I think at the very least he's going to make a practice practice squad there. I would be surprised if he isn't going to practice squad role. I, I, I think you nailed it with the versatility. He can play almost anywhere on the offensive line. And he's not he's not gonna play tackle in the NFL, obviously, but he yeah. he 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 could be a solid guard. I mean, I think he can make a roster. And I think Detroit I, I agree with you, Detroit's depth is not that great on their offensive line. I think that he can make the roster. At the very least, I think he's gonna make a practice squad, like I said. Yeah. Yeah. So uh I mean th- those are the undrafted free agents, you know. Coglin and Russo probably not gonna make it. But uh I mean I think everybody else that we mentioned has a shot. I think Wherever wherever Beasley goes, he's got a long shot. I mean, I hope he gets an opportunity. Um, but you know, it's hard when you're on the COVID plane. You're already redshirted. You, know, you got all those injuries already. Uh, you know, counted against you. But you know, the work ethic should get him an opportunity to play somewhere. Um, Connor Hayward to his brother's team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And here, here's the thing. All right, I I put on Facebook that I called it. I technically did not make the announcement public. Oh, this guy's going to go to the Steelers. I did not say that um, on Facebook. And so people are like starting to, you know, call BS and call my bluff or whatever you want to say. But I saw where Pittsburgh was picking. I was watching, you know, the little ticker on the bottom. I turned and I asked my wife, who's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I was like, who do the Steelers have back enough Friar move? And she wanted to know why I was asking. And I was like, because I think Connor Hayward's about to get drafted. And I mean, I think he's a perfect fit. He's obviously going to be a second tight end there. H-back type role. You know, Derek Watts, a pure fullback. Fryermuth, obviously a pure tight end. Hayward will give them a little bit more versatility with a quarterback who's a little more versatile than Ben Roethlisberger a little more mobile and stuff like that. I think that uh, this is an absolutely uh, huge pickup for Pittsburgh. I love him going to Pittsburgh. Um, By the way, I know this has been talked about ad nauseum, but what a trajectory for Connor Hayward the last three years. Who the hell would have thought, you know, three years ago, this guy's getting drafted. I mean, that's just crazy to think about. Um, But, hey, good for Mel Tucker and him to find out where his best role was and – he made the most out of it, that's for sure. So, but yeah, I, I, he's gonna make that roster. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. Um, he, he's just versatile. He can, you can play, like you said, you can play him at fullback, play him at tight end. He's, he's a little, obviously he's a little bit undersized, but he was undersized last year, even for college football, and he made a pretty big impact. So I think that he's gonna be able to. I think he can carve out a role in the NFL and stick around for a while. Yeah, more. He's more agile than he looks, too. Um, great hands, and he's got experience playing on special teams too. And so I think that all of that stuff kind of factors in. And, I mean, that's one of the things, D'Antonio or Tucker. Obviously, both guys do stuff good. Both guys do stuff bad. But D'Antonio or Tucker, one thing is that, you know, they always put these talented players on special teams to help their NFL careers. And you, you don't always see that. Now, they're not stupid with it like John L. Smith putting your starting quarterback out there. But <laughs> they give these guys opportunities. And I think I, I love that about both of them. Um, speaking of a potential special teams guy, Jalen Naylor's going in. Uh, he's going to be teaming up with Kenny Willekes again. 
is going to get an opportunity to catch passes from Kirk Cousins. What do you think of that to Minnesota? I find that interesting. Uh, I don't really, I haven't really looked at how their wide receiver room looks, um, but I would guess that he's at least going to be able to play on special teams there. Uh, but the problem with him, and you obviously pretty sure everybody that listens to this podcast knows, he's got problems staying healthy. So if he gets hurt in, tra- in training camp, he's not going to make the roster. I mean, pretty simple. Yeah. Or you know, so he's got to stay healthy. Uh, I think that he can make an impact on special teams. Uh, his forty time wasn't as fast as I thought it would be. Uh, for a guy named Speedy. <laughs> yeah, for a guy named Speedy. Um, but I mean. I think Hayward's going to last longer in the league than Naylor is, just based on injury history and uh, how easy it is to cut a wide receiver. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not top, on that these, lasting super long. Yeah, these these top flight uh, wide receiver roles, uh, you know, people are just coming in left and right who can play the position at an elite level. Naylor, you said the injury history. I think it's the consistency that's going to be his – you know, bugaboo more or less. I, I you know, he, there'd be games where, and he's gotten obviously better at it, but, you know, he, he was really inconsistent when he was active. You know, he would drop some balls that he should have caught and he would make plays that he shouldn't have made. And so I think, I think the combination of those two things. Now, one thing that's an advantage, I think he's a, just a fantastic blocker down the field. You know, I mean, how many times you sit there and you see that one guy and Kenneth Walker's getting ready to break it and Jalen Naylor takes him out of the play? Like, I, I think that that, the fact he can play that slot role, um, Adam Thielen is getting up there-ish. I'm not saying he's going to crack the top two, you know, behind Justin Jefferson anytime soon. But those types of things, I think, are absolutely huge. And I I think he's got an opportunity to latch on. The Vikings obviously have their first three wide receivers set. Um, but he can make us a fifth one, potential kick returner. Like I said, he run blocks. And, you know, if uh, Delvin Cook can get past the, f- you know, first, second level, then uh, Naylor can obviously spring him for six any time. So I, th- I, think, I, I think he's got a role. I don't know if it's with Minnesota, though. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure I like that spot. I it's just it's like maybe said, he can go be spot. one of those undersized, inconsistent receivers that the Eagles always pick up. <laughs> hey, you know they, they they do a great job with uh, picking the overdrafting wide receivers there in Philly the last what, five years. But yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know about this look. Spot. Someone's going to have to fill in during the practice while AJ Brown's questionable all week. <laughs> I just don't know about the spot for him for uh, Jalen. I mean, it's like like you said, the first three spots are locked down. But I, I but you, you did bring up a good point. I didn't think about it. His run his run blocking is really good. So I mean, that he's he's going to catch on somewhere probably. Soda. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the guy who's probably going to stick around for a little while with uh, his team, and that is Kenneth Walker to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, you know, obviously the main event, obviously was going to be the first Spartan off the board. Obviously the second running back off the board after everyone talks about how, Ooh, Bruce Hall's a receiver too. And all that type of stuff. Even go, even though Kenneth Walker never really got a shot in the offense to catch passes out of the backfield. Um, I digress. 
But, you know, he, he, he was the best player in America. He won the Maxwell Award. He's going to a Seattle running back room, which has a lot of running backs playing a lot of time. And I know that there's been somebody who has helped me co-host this, co-host this uh, podcast a couple of times who's not thrilled with the landing spot. Um, you know, uh, talking about the percentage of time Chris Carson plays versus Travis Homer, Rashad Penny, and all that type of stuff. Here's the deal. Chris Carson has a neck injury. Those don't go away in football. Ever. He's also in the last year of his contract. Rashad Penny, last year of his contract. Now, when you have two guys who are really good football players like that, I I find it weird that you're going to have a guy you take in the second round at a skill position fill that void. You know what I mean? Like, just come in and, oh, well, we're just going to have him be like a quarterback and we're going to have him sit a year, stuff like that. This is a guy who's going to play right away. I, I agree with you. I I, I kind of am not a huge fan of the landing spot, though. Oh, I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of the spot, but Penny and Carson are both going to be gone after this year. Oh, for sure. Yeah, th- this first season, he's probably not going to play as much. I mean, and, and the thing is, the quarterback situation also really sucks right now. And uh, that's not going to, that's, that's not going to open up the run game in the face of their franchise wants out. Yeah. Not great there. And I'm not sure if Pete Carroll is going to be around after this season. So Mm -mm. I, I, I just don't view this as a great landing spot. Um, I think the first year is going to be a struggle. I think just their running block, their running game last year. Wasn't that great. Um, but I mean, was it because but, those other guys were playing due to injury? That's the question. I, I didn't part of it. I mean, I don't know if it's a player personnel thing or if it's just they, they, they're, they're, uh, blocking just suck. I don't know what it was. So, and the thing is with Kenneth, it's he can make plays on his own. Like, I mean, hell, you saw it. I don't know how many times this past year where the run yeah. blocking wasn't great and he just found a hole. So, I mean, he – the first year might struggle – but I wouldn't get discouraged by it. Um, he should. I, th- I think his second year is going to break out. So we'll see what happens. But I don't think Drew Locke and is going to be there after next year. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, or Geno Smith for that matter. You know, see, Seattle seems like they're playing the long game, and I don't know if they have the availability to do that in regard to Pete Carroll's career and these other running backs and. You know what I mean? Like, I I think the block, I think the scheme works for him. You know, it's his own blocking scheme. Go ahead, find your hole. You were patient. You did it all last year at Michigan State, in their own blocking scheme. And so you have you have some familiarity in that regard. Um, look, Seattle's got to find a way to keep DK Metcalf. They got to get quarterback, obviously, and that will make life easier on Kenneth Walker. But right now, I. <laughs> I just don't like the fact that they're going to treat him like a quarterback in regard that, yeah, we'll give you some time. You'll get more next year. He's, you know, people have him labeled as a dark horse rookie of the year. People love the spot, all that type of stuff. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, against, against Arizona's defense, uh, against San Francisco's defense Ooh. twice a year in splitting time with Carson and potentially Penny as well. Those 
I mean, Pete Carroll said on the phone call, yeah, we're going to run you. Well, yeah, behind who, though? And so, look, I love him as a most improved candidate. Oh, you yeah. Know, you, 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 sure. you, you hit a most improved second year without Carson, without Penny, and potentially with a better quarterback. That is going to be where Kenneth Walker makes his money. He's not going to make it year one, though. No. I, I Like I said, first year is going to be a struggle. And, and the thing is, Tyler, I don't. we don't know who the coach is going to be next year, and that's kind of worrisome for me. Like, yeah. We don't know who's going to be the coach next year there. I don't think Pete Carroll's going to be there. They're going to be really bad this year. So Hey, Mel Tucker's trying to get back into the league eventually, right? <laughs> no, please don't. Please don't go see that. Please don't leave. <laughs> yeah, not not this soon. Not this soon. Anyways, but uh, yeah, no. Okay, so I'm not going to ask you to like rank these guys, uh, but of of the guys I mentioned, who you know we think Coglin's out, we think Russo's going to be out. I mean, let's be real. You know, but hey, I mean, Shea Patterson sucks. Maybe Russo's got a shot for the Michigan Panthers. Um, <laughs> but but t- take those two guys out of the equation, you know. Of the players who have signed as an undrafted free agent, what spot do you like the most? What spot do you hate the most? I really like Kevin Jarvis with Detroit. I think he's going to – I think he can make the roster there. I'm not really sure what I think about Ponshuk in Washington. I'm not really the biggest fan of that spot. Because um, I feel like they – maybe he can make the roster as like a special teams guy, but he's not going to play that much in defensive end. Chase Young and some other guys there. So, well, and th- that—that's the thing is, it, it'd be one thing if that other spot was up for grabs. We would know that he would have no shot at it, but that would just show the lack of depth. That other spot ain't up for grabs. It's still Montez Sweat, right? So, who I'm sure Ponishuk played with because Ponishuk was in East Lansing since like 1966. <laughs> but I mean, so that that one, I'm not 100 sure. Of. I don't like our carry to the Rams. I just don't. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe it's just the fact I wasn't the biggest fan of our carry. But he I just I'm, couldn't stay healthy. That was the biggest. That was the biggest. Problem. Yeah, yeah. As as far as like, you know, oh, this is a perfect match. Um, I I like that better than Kenneth Walker. To be completely honest, I like all of them better than Kenneth Walker. I think Kenneth yeah. Walker. And that's the thing is I'm not. Terror, terror, terrified of Kenneth Walker's career in Seattle. I think he's still going to be fine, and if he's not, so well, he'll go somewhere else. He'll ball out. He'll get that second opportunity that Jeremy Langford never got after his injuries. And so, just given where he was taken and everything else, I he'll he'll get another opportunity somewhere else if he doesn't succeed in Seattle. But I would love for him to get a shot. That said, I really, I'm, I don't like it. I don't hate it. I think it could be something, like I said, year two that could be really, really, really special. But I, I think I like his the worst out of everybody. I love Hayward to the Steelers, though. That that is a really that, good spot. That that that's that's my favorite one. I absolutely love it. Like I said, uh, you know, you have Fryermuth, so you don't have to worry about competing for a starting job and then getting replaced right away. You know what the organization's about. Your brother plays there. You're familiar with the area. You know, that's where you're from, ultimately, more or less, um, as uh, your dad played for Pitt. Um, so, 
who, by the way, was my favorite player as a kid. I don't know if I, I don't know if you knew that about me. I you did tell me that yeah. Craig Hayward because they oh every time I would watch them, every time they made TV, you know, back when you had three channels and sometimes it was static and you had to play with the rabbit ears. Um, when the, when he would show up on TV, they'd always talk about his head size. As a kid playing football. I had to find adult helmets, and so, <laughs> I, so I I loved him just because they always talked about how he had a big head, and I was like, oh, I could make it. I just use it to fall forward every three feet, but, <laughs> but I digress. Anyways, I I love the landing spot. You know, being there with his brother helped acclimate to the culture a little bit more and stuff like that. You know, I I think that that's the best fit of uh, where any of these guys landed, but. We'll, you know, we still got a lot of stuff to talk about over this offseason, man. Um, I'm sure there's going to be stuff happening in the transfer portal, Michigan State football and basketball. You know, we talked about Crouch a little bit. Um, we talked about marbles. So hopefully we start to see a little bit more of an influx of players. Um, you know, some trades may be happening that affects Kenneth Walker's position. We'll talk about that type of stuff potentially. Um, you know, some cuts and everything else in regard to that. And Max Christie's got a decision to make as well. We'll cover that, um, you know, as we look forward to all that type of stuff over the offseason. Hey, Ryan, thanks for joining me last minute, man. I really appreciate it, brother. Hey, thanks for having me on, Tyler. Anytime, man. All right, that was Ryan McCumber. I'm Tyler Hayward. This is The Trouble with the Snap.